Hey, it's Rob Thomas here for another installment in the series around 12 attributes of a great leader and really talking to managers about different techniques, approaches for, for being successful in leadership and management. And the topic I want to focus on today is around building teams, which I think is a really hard topic, certainly for new managers. And I, I read something once that said, it starts by knowing the culture that you want to have and then being willing to fire or hire to achieve that culture. And that's one of those things that I think everybody agrees when they hear it, but it's often easier said than done. So Adam Kokolowski is joining me today. Adam is co-founder, former co-founder of Cloudant, or I guess he's still the co-founder of Cloudant, but Cloudant has since joined IBM. Um, and Adam's got a lot of experience in this, having built a company and then having built teams outside um, in a smaller environment, having built teams inside of IBM. So Adam, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for spending some time on this. So I made the assertion, know the culture you want, fire and hire for it. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, certainly it's an easy thing to agree with at a high level. I think in my experience, we, we definitely did try to hire for a certain culture and we hired slowly. You know, we were willing to wait until we knew we had the person that we felt would fit not only the kind of requirements for the role, but would deliver at a degree that, you know, we could totally have a confidence in that person, right? Um, and that definitely caused us to grow maybe a little more slowly than we would have otherwise. Uh, and sometimes, you know, our VCs sort of asked us, okay, why aren't you kind of spending the money that we gave you? Um, but the reality is building a company is a stressful experience for everybody involved, for the founders and for the employees. And you needed to have a group of people that you could go to bat with. So I think we did sort of work to make sure we had great people in these positions. Uh, and conversely, you know, it, it be, firing is also <laughs> an element of that, unfortunately. You don't always make the right decision. And I think the one thing we learned is that we waited too long sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Where you sort of wanted to make it work, you wanted to make it work, you wanted to make it work, and eventually you knew it wasn't going to work. The minute you kind of made the decision, you realized you should have made that decision months ago, right? Yeah, um, personnel decisions are not wine. They don't. Uh, they don't. They don't, age, age. They don't <laughs> age well if they're not going well to start with. That's I right. think. So let me let's talk about both those for a second. The the firing piece is difficult. It's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to have the discussion. I think what I have found is that typically when it gets to that point of the discussion, the person on the receiving end, they typically kind of know it's not working out. Yeah, and. I've seen it in my career where, you know, we've made a decision that a person's not working out and they've gone on to do other great things. Mm -hmm. And the best thing that's happened to them today was that was the day we said this isn't working out because then they could go find something that was working out. So I think sometimes people really personalize that and you got to realize that there's, there's two people on this discussion. And if it's not working out, it's probably not working out for either person. You know, you talk about people not being a fit and it's a platitude, you know, it's a, it's a sort of. Uh, empty statement sometimes, but then there's a real reality behind it. We've certainly had people who, for whatever reason, didn't 
didn't seem to operate in the same kind of mindset and the same kind of culture and the same kind of mentality that we had throughout the rest of the organization. And yet they were very good individual contributors in subsequent roles and became leaders in the field in which they, you know, had picked up. So yeah, I, I certainly agree with that. That's it. So hiring slowly, I think, is difficult too. And what, what I've observed is most organizations will sacrifice quality for speed because it's like, all right, we have something to do. We got to go fill the slot. You know, anybody, in, to some extent, there's this philosophy that anybody in the slot is better than nobody. That is a dangerous, slippery slope. Somehow you guys had the, you know, the support or the willingness to really do it slow. Like how, how do you get yourself over that hump? Were you so worried about culture that it was worth that time? Because your, you're making a decision that we're gonna sacrifice what we can do in the market to get the right person. Yeah. I think part of that, you know, came back to that that startup mentality, the cockroach mentality. You know, Paul Grant had written some essay about, you know, just be unkillable, right? Like if you avoid doing the 18 things that will cause you to die, then you will win, <laughs> right? Yeah. And one of those things was running out of money. So we were always very, very cognizant of like, okay, we just hired this one person that's gonna increase our burn by this amount and, you know, is that the right the right use of our funds? And that's that's an easy thing to forget in, in an era where you're somewhat disconnected from the money coming in and, and, and whatnot, right? But that that put the fear of you know fear fear of failure in us. Um, yeah. And you know it's it's something that, that we see periodically. You know I still subscribe to these lists, and you periodically see messages from you know the leadership in that incubator program talking to all the companies saying, look, you guys, be mindful. You know, don't don't grow for the sake of growth, right? Grow because you've got a mission that you're trying to achieve and a timeline in which you're trying to achieve it, and then go do that, right? But don't just sort of say, you know, growth for the sake of growth. Right? So it's it's a balancing act, but and I don't think that, you know, obviously your experience at Cloudant was coming from earlier stage company, and but I do I've always had this belief. I think everything that makes rational sense in a small company also makes sense in a large company. You might have an extra buffer in a large company. Yep. You might be less worried about making payroll the next time. But what comes down to the decisions and where you want to get to as a business, they're effectively the same decisions. Yeah. And you've got to be patient. What you're saying is you've got to be patient to get the right people that got the right fit because the cost of churn, whether it's short-term expense or the wrong person mixing with the culture, that that downside outweighs the upside of having somebody on quicker. Completely agree. And, and you know, the, the team dynamics are incredibly important too. I mean, you, you, you know, I don't want to be confused about talking about something like the 10X engineer, you know, that, that we're just trying to find these rock star programmers and whatnot, because the, there, there may be some element in which, you know, really amazing people are, are tremendously productive, but at the end of the day, we're delivering software as a team. Like, no, you know, this is not an individual contributor sport right. uh, and you know so you do have to kind of figure out how uh, the, the team operates effectively together and that's the other thing that we we honestly spent a lot of time looking for was you know like the, the no assholes rule like yeah. you had to find people that you know you, you could count on and that you'd want to be able to sort of incorporate into this team because you're going to be spending an awful lot of time together so the team sport thing is interesting and I, I don't know if you saw this, but um, it was an interview with the guy, the guys that are running Stripe, Collison, Patrick Collison. Yeah, Patrick Collison, yeah. I don't know if you saw this article where they were talking about they've started doing a lot of their hiring as teams. Because mm -hmm. their point was, if the whole demand in the business for, is for teamwork, why are we hiring individuals? Mm -hmm. And they actually put out, you know, saying, we want to hire teams. Mm -hmm. 
And so they started interviewing people as groups of four, as groups of five, or groups of six. Mm -hmm. And they were bringing them on all or nothing. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. It makes me wonder why more companies don't do that, actually. Do you think that would work? I think there's something really attractive about it. I think it's sort of part of what you see with the aqua hires that sometimes happen, right? Yeah. As people realize there's a high-functioning team that they can bring in collectively and that that short-circuits some of the typically challenging process of team dynamics. There is one other comment I'd make, too, on that, that hiring process, right? Uh, I think it's incredibly important in a competitive job market like we have today to be just brutally efficient and professional in the way that you conduct that hiring process, right? Because it's a two-way thing. You know, you're interviewing the applicant, but the applicant's also interviewing you and figuring out if this is an employer that he or she wants to come and work for. So, you know, we, we, it's easy to get caught up in the, you know, the bureaucracy of the internal systems and processes that go through the entire, you know, life cycle of an applicant, yeah. right? But we have to be really, really militant about ensuring that we don't let that, you know, bureaucracy leak out into the presentation that we get. And we, we have to sort of, if, if we decide, make these decisions quickly, if we decide that, you know, applicant is someone that we want to pursue we need to make sure that that pursuit happens you know quickly how do you how many people do you have talked to somebody or were you making higher decisions on your own is no we would we would that? certainly have you know a few rounds of conversations right and and honestly we we weren't the best at this as a startup right uh, and we were constantly trying to get better uh, to, to, to make sure that we didn't put ourselves at a disadvantage uh, we would you know we would go through sort of an initial Phone screen. Uh, I think you know, uh, for 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 applicants where we had some question about their technical competence, we would put a problem in place for them. Not in a you know coding on a whiteboard scenario, yeah. but in you know come back to me in an asynchronous fashion. Many of the people we recruited, we already knew from the open source community what their technical competence was like, so that wasn't as much of a concern. Yeah, it was more about what their work would be and, and change going forward as part of the company. And then you know conversations with team members and with the executive leadership, but a series of maybe four or five sets of conversations and a few follow-ups and then make a decision. Then go. Would you ever hire somebody on your own without talking to anybody? Without talking to anybody? Meaning Any of your peers or other people that you're working with? Would you just say, this person, she is so good, I don't even need anybody's opinion, I got to move fast because she's got another offer, would you just do it? Yes. Yes. I think some people don't have the confidence to do that, but I think there, I think there can be a place for that. You're right. I mean, it's a, it wouldn't be the normal way of working, but right. Some decisions are obvious. Got it. Um, look, I think we're out of time. Any closing thoughts? Building teams. You know, we kind of talked about hiring, firing, recruiting process. Are there any other things that come to mind to you, just in closing, on the notion of building teams and how to, how to do that best? I think the, you know, the closing sentiment I have is that, uh, you know, the team as an, organ an organism unto itself, right? I mean, it's it, when you get it right, you know, and it's a fantastic thing, right? Uh, and, you know, it takes a degree of discipline to do it right. Um, but, but when you know you have it, I mean, it's just, it's exciting. Yeah. You know? So your point on discipline is a good one. I'll just close on this. The, what I find is most people, when they decide to go down the process, if I ask them, so what's your criteria? What's the approach? How do you plan to go through it? They don't have that discipline 
committed, you know, written down. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. You got to have the clarity of this is what we need. This is how this is how we'll know when it's the right before you even talk to people because otherwise your biases overtake you really quickly whether yeah. you know it or not. So I think having the discipline to say this is the criteria, this is the process, this is what we're going to look for, that alone can be a difference maker. Uh, I think it is. All right, Adam. Thank you. Thanks, Rob.